Hi, this is Jenna. And this is Heather. And this is Conspiracies Unlocked. And we are not feeling the best right now. I think that Heather got me sick and I'm slowly coming down with a cold or something. So just FYI, if we sound like shit, it's because I'm starting to feel like shit. And I'm the biggest baby when I get sick. The thing is, is like, I don't think that I'm sick. I think that the dentist made me sick. Okay, so the dentist made you sick and now I'm having... What is it called? Buddy symptoms from you? It's like sympathy when you're pregnant. Pain, sympathy? And so, yes. I'm having sympathy <laughs> sinus issues from you? No, somebody, one of our kids got us sick. I don't There's know. There's too many germs going around. And when I get sick, I go down so quickly. So, yeah. She's I, already getting I, a pillow. I got a pillow. I'm like getting all ready. <laughs> she got a pillow ready. We're, we're in my living room sitting on my couch. <laughs> and she, she grabbed a little bunny pillow with the little shrooms on it because it's and my just, it's my spring pillow. And I'm just gonna take a nap here as soon as we're done with this. Okay, let's get through this. So we are doing we're doing chapter one, part three of 1984 by George Orwell. And so far, this chapter I think is the most uh, book like. Um, it's not so much information there's a lot of information but it's not so rigid it's more of an easy read it's becoming more like a a regular fictional novel where it's easy to follow easier to read it's kind of flowing a little bit easier it's still a lot of information a lot to take in but it's not like we're rereading every sentence being like wait what wait what yeah definitely i i read this chapter in one sitting as opposed to like the part as opposed to the first part where it took me like four or five sittings I read it in two sittings just because I read it for a little bit and then I was sleepy and then I read the rest at um, my daughter's softball practice so I was like Uh, you know uh, right right. I had the time yeah exactly so um so it starts off with Winston dreaming of his mother and he thought that he must have been about 10 or 11 years old when his mother had disappeared which is crazy that he doesn't even know how old he was when she disappeared here's this how old is he supposed to be like late 30s man does not know how old he was when his mother disappeared where did he she disappear to i have so many questions just in that first few two sentences of the story yeah it already gets you thinking you know um that he grew up without a mom essentially because 10 or 11 years old is a baby still to not have a mother for the rest of your life yeah So, um, she was a tall woman, silent. His father was, was dark and thin. And he did say he, he remembered his father more vaguely. So he had more memories of his mother. For sure. Which makes sense because you're always, your mom is your mom. Like you're always just, especially at that young age, especially back then. Yeah. The the main caretaker is always mom. And it seemed like the dad was probably working a lot because the way that he describes his father is that he was always dressed in neat, dark clothes and he was, um, you know, a a thin man and he had very thin soles on his shoes. That's something really random to remember about your father. You only have the short amount of time that you have any memories of him and that's what your go-to memory, that's the most memorable thing. I took it as, like, his father was always working and maybe trying to, like, provide for them and that they didn't have a car or bicycle or vehicle or anything of the sort because if 
um, you know, his soles of his shoes were worn down. He must have walked everywhere, and he probably only had one pair of shoes. Yeah, and back then, you have to think that even though this book is set in 84, this was, when he was 10, that was 30 years prior, so the 50s, there wasn't a lot of cars. I mean, there were, but it was like, there weren't, Mm -hmm. you know, especially depending on where they live, if it's in a big city or in a rural area, there won't be a lot of cars. And then also, if there's already, like, war and, and... and Famish going on and, and stuff like they they probably were were on the poor poorer side you know they it doesn't sound like his dad worked for like any of the minist- ministries or anything. I don't know I don't even think maybe the ministries hadn't even happened yet yeah I don't know yeah because then it goes on to say that the two of them uh, must evidently have been swallowed up in one of the first great purges of the 50s so, sometime in 1950s, they must have had several great purges, and this was one of the first ones that they must have. So, he still doesn't really know. So, it's like he doesn't even really know what, where his parents, if they, how they passed or and, where they went or anything. Yeah, and this is, remember, this is all just a dream as well. Yeah. He's still dreaming. So, um,. And then it goes on to say that he had a little sister, and he doesn't remember her barely other than just being a really tiny, feeble baby. So, essentially an infant. Yeah, that's sad to think that he had a little baby sister. Yeah. Because what happened to the baby? Yeah. I mean, and that's so a baby. They're, they're, they show... Um, so, it, he sees the mom and the baby, the, the mom holding baby, and looking up at them with... with um, it, it, it looked to be like at the bottom of a well or and then it goes or a deep grave and then and then all of a sudden it's a ship but he is dreaming so so it's just kind of going like the way your dreams will kind of your mind will wander to different different yeah things. all of a sudden yeah. you're in a field and then the next second you're like running through a forest and you're like but wait i was just in the desert i was just here yeah. dreams are really weird like that so i think that that's what that is but what was interesting is that they're all looking down or up at him and he's looking down and they're just slowly going into the water and disappearing. It's like forever. they're dying or something. Yeah. Because he did say the word grave. So. Yeah. And so he was out in the light and air while they were being sucked down to death. And they were down there because he was up there. He knew it and they knew it. And he could see the knowledge in their faces. There was no report. Rep- either in their faces or in their hearts, only the knowledge that they must die in order that he might remain alive and that this was part of the unavoidable order of things. Wow, that's really Isn't powerful that, yeah. if you think about it because... That's unavoidable. This has to happen. He has to live. They have to die and that's just the way it is. So, do you think that that dream is a flashback of what happened? Like, do you think that... He, like, almost, um, like, like they were being taken away, and that's the last view that he had of them while they, they were being taken away to the purge, wherever that is. And he really did see their eyes and the way that, that they were looking at him. I think that Winston, that, like, was looking at them being like, I don't know what to do, and, and maybe the family was like, well, I'm glad that you get to survive 
we you have to survive we have to die in order for you to survive like that's the only choice i think that you know the way that dreams kind of reflect your life and what you're what you're feeling and and dealing with in your in your day-to-day life it comes out in your dreams or your past memories i definitely do think that this is a reflection of what really happened and maybe that is the last thing that he remembers from them and he's like reliving it in his dream like he's re just reliving it yeah just over and over again and he's probably wondering, too, where they went. So, of course, he's going to dream about it because subconsciously he's thinking about it. Like, yeah. what happened to them? So, it's going to come up while he sleeps because that's when our subconscious mind, it starts, you know, kind of reflecting on all of that. It comes to life. And and then um, he goes on to explain that that was the last time that he could really feel unconditional love and that you were able, as a family, to be a team, stand together, and that um, just the love, that feeling of being able to love. Because now, 30 years later, Winston no longer had that freedom. Nobody did. There was only fear, hatred, and pain. There was no dignity of emotion or deep, deep or complex sorrows. There was nothing. There's, there's nothing. You, you, you are not allowed to feel love. You are not allowed to feel anything. You are supposed to just do this, do this, do this. You, you, there's no individualization. There's nothing. You're just part of the system. And even if you did have those thoughts, I feel like the thought police would probably come for you and, and try to, you know. Yeah. Because you're not, like you said, you're not allowed to. So that might, that's probably a violation right there in itself. Just it, even having the any emotions or feelings. I, I, whenever I think of this, I think of like a crayon box. Oh. And the crayon box all being the color brown. Mm-hmm. And not allowed to have red and blue and anything yeah. else. Everybody's just the same color crayon. Mm-hmm. All brown, all bland, all nothing. Nothingness. And they're all uniform to look, act, and be exactly the same. You can't be bright and yellow. You can't be mad and red and angry. You're not allowed to be blue or sad or pink and love loving. Mm-hmm. You have to just be brown, brown, brown like shit. Shit, shit, shit. It's just so boring to, like, live in a world like that. It is. How sad. It would be like a jail. Like, basically, your home is your jail. Everything is a jail. Yeah. Like, you're so controlled. That really is what this this world is, is a jail. It's like... It's like your own little version of hell. (laughs) Like, everyone is stuck in it in the same... Yeah. Nightmare. Yeah. It's really sad. It's a sad story, really. Yeah, for sure. But he does um, have dreams, recurring dreams of what he calls the golden country. Mm-hmm. Did you get to that part? Yeah. You, am I, I missing anything? That was no, the thing um, that I, I did definitely about. also have that noted that he was waking up in his thoughts that he called the golden country. And that was just trees and rivers, animals, forests, all this mm-hmm. uh, this imaginary place just out of reach. And he never knew if he had just made it up or if he'd actually once been there or if it was just this like massive vivid dream of a place that they, they doesn't even exist anymore. There's no greenery. There's no, there's nothing beautiful anymore. It's just concrete and yeah, buildings and ruins and, ruins and falling apart destitute buildings. and just 
disgusting, just nothing good. It seemed like to me like he created this little oasis in his mind. I don't know if it was a real, you know, or not, but um, it just seemed like kind of like an escape. Like a coping mechanism to bullshit. Exactly. But what I think is that that is where he lived as a child or visited it at some point with his family. Like a memory. And so he's having memories back to that, but he just can't place it. Yeah. You know. Well, because he's so controlled, everyone's memories are you don't know what you don't know what to believe. Mm-hmm. No one would know what to believe. And so then his dream continues uh, with a girl walking toward him and taking off her clothes, and he's not looking at her like in a sexual way or in a ooh la la or anything like that. It was almost mm-hmm. he's looking at her with admiration, and it's almost as if she is like this symbolic person who is breaking away from Big Brother and the Thought Police, and she's just breaking free. That's that's how I understood it, that she was just doing her own thing, and it was like a symbol for him that there is hope left within his, himself, that he could break free possibly in his dreams. Yeah, and, and it does say in here, with grace and carelessness, it seemed to annihilate the whole culture a whole system of thought as though Big Brother and the party and the thought police could all be swept into nothingness but just by a single splendid mo- movement of the arm. So I guess it was the way that she was like moving and that just he like, just saw like she was free. Yeah. You know? And just freaked. And everything was just this is swept like a away. Really, like a freeing dream for him of you know just a lot of emotion of looking at what happened to his family and then mm-hmm. looking at the golden country and then, you know, looking at this girl that's able to be free. And then he woke awoke with the word Shakespeare on his lips. And I think, to me, that's... He, he, I think he's having memories. Yeah, definitely. Because they're not allowed to have books now. Shakespeare, they wouldn't know what Shakespeare was. There's no books. There's nothing. They're not allowed to have free thought. There is no, oh, let's read a book and escape or anything like that. There's You're not allowed to really even have these kind of dreams. If the thought police knew that they were, that he was having these dreams, he would be purged himself and put into non-existence. Yeah, that's true. Yeah. So he's probably just... Remembering something from his past life. And then also, I think, like, Shakespeare kind of was like a poet, right? And then the way that his dream kind of un- unfolded from, like, his family... And then they were like their demise, and then he had to live for them. And then he sees this 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 symbolic person woman. who is this woman who is just symbolically, yeah, mm-hmm. just free as a bird essentially, and just nothing can touch her. None of the bad things, you know, the the party, the system, Big Brother, you know, nothing can come. The thought police that it maybe when he was thinking Shakespeare, it was like. Um, like poetry to him almost. I don't yeah. know. Yeah. Maybe. Yeah, it makes sense. So then all of a sudden, Telescreen wakes him up. Do you have anything else to say about the dream? No, I mean, okay. I was all right with yeah. you with the Telescreen, um, yeah, the, you know, ruining his nice dream, of course, with yeah. this loud whistle. and <laughs> For 30 seconds, the whistle went off, and then 
It's like well, your alarm clock in the morning. Like, it's shut like, up. <laughs> right? You just screwed snooze, up my... I had this nice, snooze. beautiful dream. Yeah, I've and, been snoozing, like, hitting the snooze, <laughs> and then turning off my alarm for, like, 30 minutes, and, like, actually going through. And I swear, I, like, tur- I, I close my eyes for, like, two seconds, and it's been 30 minutes. It's already going off again. I'm like, what the fuck? Let me just leave. I can't wait for the weekend. No, I know. Not I'm, even this weekend, because Max starts um, soccer at oh, 7.30. Yeah. We have to be on the field, and that's and it's a half an hour away from our house, so we're going to wake up like 6 in the morning, which is way earlier than oh, I usually so wake up. early. It is really messed up, and it's his, like, hell week type thing. Sure. So for yeah. three weeks, he has to be there for five hours every Saturday. Poor six-year-old, huh? For six years, I guess they take soccer really seriously. Well, I signed him up for it because I want him to get better because he's kind of like not. He he has fun doing it. He's not. He's not the competitive type. He just likes to run with the ball. He's like a puppy, just running after the ball, like ball, 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 back and forth, back and forth, and he has no idea where he's going or. I wonder how many of our listeners would say football instead of soccer. Because you know, usually yeah, yeah, it's like yeah. football and everywhere else. Except yeah, for America, except for soccer. Us soccer. That's funny. <laughs> yeah, so, anyways, um, yeah, they woke him up at uh, 7.50. In fact, woke up all office workers at yeah. 7.50. Yeah, that's the, the wake up call. And then get this, he woke up naked because. Oh, yeah, the. He was, he was part of the outer party, not yeah. the inner party or, you know, the better, like, up there's. So he only got three thousand clothes clothing coupons a year, and the pajamas were six hundred coupons. So a fifth of his coupons would have to go to pajamas if he chose to wear it. That is insane. So, so it's like you pretty much only can have your work clothes. That's probably yeah, why everyone just wears, wears the same work shit. Yeah, because that's all they can afford is to get their uniforms. Yeah, and then even when you go to the store, it's probably all the same thing. It's just like being in the military or whatever. You know, mm-hmm. like they have to pay for their own. Yeah, they have to pay for it. And I tripped out on that. I always thought that, until I knew people that were in the military, I always thought that you get, you know, stuff issued to you. And I'm sure you do get some stuff. I don't know everything about the military, but I remember specifically, like, someone was going to get some kind of, I don't know what they're called, decoration for their uniform. Yeah, like like a medal or a patch or or whatever. And they had to buy it. Even though they were awarded it, they had to buy it themselves. And I was like, what? They don't just give you that? Yeah. I'm sure, like, if it was, like, something big, like a medal of honor or some, like, I don't know, like a purple purple heart. heart. Like, they give it to you. But this was just, like, and not to lessen any patches or anything, but it was just... Like, maybe the next rank up, or, like, I don't know, yeah, whatever. Yeah, you have to buy it. And then... And they had to buy it. I was like, wait, what? And I, I want to believe, and I don't know if this is true or whatnot, but, like, maybe you do get, like, two uniforms issued to you, but if you want to get more, then you have to buy those. I'm not sure. Like because you have, have to, to re- do, do, like, a standard issue of something. Do, do you end up um, returning them? Out? Don't you have to return it all? It's not like it's yours forever. Oh, you know what? I bet that the shirt's underneath... Are yours forever because there, there's no um, like oh, military yeah. markings. They're just like Hanes. I mean, they're not Hanes. I don't think they're probably on the back. Of just like the, Army, the plain. They're just shirts, like the yeah. plain under. I don't know, but I sorry, just I just started to think of military guys and their plain little shirt. Like, I know. 
<laughs> with their jackets off and just like that when they're doing like PT. We love whatever. a man in uniform. Yeah. <laughs> but who we doesn't? Live, we live next to a lot of bases. Who doesn't though? Who doesn't? All right. Anyways. Woo. Um, Thank you to our armed forces, men and women. Yes. <laughs> we totally went off on a about. tangent about okay. the military. So um, then all of a sudden, it's like, they're like, um, he's, he's, so he's like putting on his clothes, and he's like, oh, three more minutes, and then the physical jerks start. And I'm like, what the fuck is a physical jerk? Are they, it's like going to like start electrocuting the PT, right? But yeah, it is PT, so it's like yeah. physical, physical therapy, physical education, it's like PE, and so, um... It was a female voice saying, groups 30 to 40, go to your places. So it's exercise time, and he has to, they, everybody has to go to their own spot in their house so they could see, so the telescreen can see them. Yeah, and the telescreen is watching their form and everything. Yeah, and we'll find that out in a little bit. Um, but so Winston starts to dream, as he's exercising, Winston starts to daydream. And he's ta- he's just like thinking about things like how by the late fifties, like late people in their late fifties, will um will forget their life and their own individualism, and they'll remember that huge events that um probably did not happen. Oh yeah. So they'll be like, oh, this huge huge event happened, but in, in reality, it probably never happened, and it's just like mind control. They've already, they've been like. It's been pushed. It's all the it's propaganda. Like, yeah, it's almost like the Mandela effect type thing, where like oh, you remember one yeah. way, and then all of a sudden everybody's like, "No, that never happened like that." You know, like the Berenstein to the parent Berenstein. And if anybody doesn't know what the Mandela effect yeah. is, we should probably say a little the bit Mandela about it. The Mandela effect is where like the whole world remembered Nelson Mandela dying in the eighties or going to jail in the eighties. I forget which it is, but in reality. He never died in the 80s. He's, he's still alive to this day, and he did end up just going to jail or was arrested or something, but a lot of people thought he died. He never died. So they started to call it the Mandela Effect when a large group of people remember things a certain way, but it comes out later that it was never that way, but you're like, no, I remember this. And it could be something as simple as, like, how is Fruit Loop spelled? Yeah, that's or one of them. the Berenstein Bears. Berenstein, yeah. the E or the A. And then um, just, and it could be, like, when you were little and you went to your grandma's house and you remember a vent being right there. Mm-hmm. And then you go back and you're like, hey, grandma, when, when did you cover up the vent? And she's like, the vent was never there. Yeah, yeah. So it's, like, just... So they call it that. That's why they call it the Mandela effect because it started with Nelson Mandela, and then, yeah. So, it, but that's what it almost is like. Is that so? By the late fifties, it's like everyone has already succumbed that that Nelson Mandela never died, even though people do remember it. But now nobody. Wait, I thought he died. No, he didn't. So you're on the you're on the. That's what I mean. It's like I always thought that he died. Yeah, no, he's he's still. Let me let, let me Google him really quick. But he's still alive, I think, or he was for a while when that started. Um, yeah, he didn't die until twenty thirteen. Okay, yeah, he did die, but people thought that he died in the eighties. He died much later than what people yeah, remember. And by the time him. the Mandela effect happened, I think it was right when he really did die. People were like, "Dude, he already died. How's he dying again?" And that's when it all started. Or it was even before that, like he was still alive. Yeah, because I know that that's that been going on for up. a long time. Yeah. The Mandela effect. 
Yeah. So, anyways, um, so it's crazy because it's like, like he remembers that Air Winston remembers Airstrip One was England or Britain. He thinks it was one or the other, but he remembers the original names. Where in ten years, he'll forget about it. They'll be mind control or whatever and then he also thought that he was pretty sure that london was always london so london is still there but but england or britain has turned into airstrip one and he's he thinks he's not even Mm -hmm. sure yeah and he only remembers war and he thinks that there was peace when he was a child but he's not even sure that he's pretty sure and he also remembers an air raid as a child and how it took everyone by surprise so that's why he thought that there was peace. Because why would this air raid be such a big deal and take everyone by surprise if it was always going on? And um, he, he thinks that the atom- that may have been when the atomic bomb went off that started the war. And he remembers his family going down to safety in the tube. Do you know what a tube is in the, England? The tube? Yeah. I don't know what a tube is. I, I thought it was like a tunnel. No, yeah, it is, but it's the subway. Oh, it's it's. I I was I, I was thinking I was like, that you might not know what that is. No, I didn't know yeah, what that was. Yeah, in the UK, a tube is the is the subway, like in New York, the underground subway. So they were using it kind of like a bomb shelter. Yeah. Oh, that makes sense. And oh, so, that makes more sense now that I think about it. Yeah. I thought of you when I read that, and I was like, "Fuck, she probably does." Like, it was like, I grew up with all that stuff because my mom was Scottish, so I grew up with like knowing yeah. both ways that like the lift to an elevator, and like I know all the different words. Like, yeah, the, I, I never. And knew. it's silly little terms that are different, but like the loo. Yeah. Right. That's and, a restroom, right? Yeah. Yeah. And so it's like. Yeah, I, I, so whenever I do, I, I'm fine. I, like, I already know, but yeah, I thought... You didn't know. I, but yeah, I know. Whenever I got with um, with Brad, he he doesn't know any of them, and that's when I was like, wait, people really don't know this stuff? <laughs> no. Like, why don't you know this? It's such common knowledge, but I guess it's not. But um, anyways, so he, there was a bunch of people, like, where there was, they were all crouched down on, on the floor in the, in the tube, in the subway, and this old man had lost his granddaughter and kept saying that they shouldn't have trusted them. Oh, but yeah, that Winston, was eerie when I yeah, read that part. Yeah, and he's all, I shouldn't have trusted them. I told everyone don't trust them. But Winston doesn't remember who they were, who they weren't supposed to trust. So yeah. it'd be like us now, don't trust the government. Like, you know, like the, the really crazy conspiracy theorists that are like, don't trust the government, don't trust this person, don't trust this, don't trust that, don't, you know. And this would be... He, the only thing he says that is like I thought it was kind of funny. He's like he says we um, ought to have trusted the buggers, and he kept calling them buggers. Buggers, yeah. Buggers. <laughs> like he just like was that was like his swear word was like yeah, a bugger. Yeah, buggers. Yeah. So um, I'm like, who is a bugger? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, then wait. Yeah. Okay. Um, no written and, and so no written word was ever documented so this atomic bomb all this stuff was never documented and that's why he doesn't quite remember when everything started um, once a war was like over they just moved on to the next war so right now they're currently at war with Eurasia and in alliance with East Asia but um, so that's it. It's like any other agreements, any other pacts, anything else was just null and void. As far as everyone was concerned, this is the way it's been, and this is the way it's going to be. 
but he... It seems like war just never stopped. It's just one big war. Yeah, they, there's no talk that all three were ever at peace. And then Winston still has memories, and he knows that it's only been this way, like we're alliance with East Asia and war with Eurasia. He, um, he knows that it's only been like that for maybe four years. So he remembers, but according to everybody else, oh, it's always been like this. Yeah. We've always been at war with Eurasia. We've always had an alliance with East Asia. But isn't that because it said that his memory hadn't been satisfactory under control? Yeah, no, it hasn't been because he's still griping on to, like, he's still able to get memories from the past. So for some reason, they weren't able to completely, uh, not wipe his memory, but yeah, they weren't able to. I wonder why his, he's like, has more of a strong will. Yeah, he has or more something. strong something. Yeah. And maybe it is due to the fact of his un- mother's unconditional love and caring and, you know. The fact that he even remembers that. Yeah. And- I think that memory gets messed up when, like, people don't use your their minds. My, um, re- like, by reading, writing, doing puzzles, word searches, just basic free thinking, even, imagination. My aunt um, has always told me that it helps with dementia and Alzheimer's because, like, just doing puzzles and reading and doing things, like, exercising your brain. Oh, definitely. And so that's probably what's going on here is that they're not allowed to exercise their brain, so they're just forgetting everything and it's easier to mind control and you know kind of erase the old brain the old stuff and put in new stuff because they're not using it and he's he's fighting to use his brain he's like going out of his way trying to like get the diary you know and get the pen and Mm -hmm. so he's he's doing things that he's not allowed to and he's going out of his way to like be sure that he doesn't forget everything he wants to remember as much as he can yeah and he wants to not necessarily rebel he just wants to be like a human like he wants to be his own person individual yeah and be individual yeah be his own per. yeah exactly be his own person and so then he says if the party could thrust its hand into the past and say of this or that event it's never happened that surely was more terrifying and more torture than mere torture and death. And that's what mm. the book is saying. So it's yeah. literally saying, like, if the party can change everything, that's worse than just death. Because they're pretty much, like, there's no point in living at that point. So it's almost like Winston is catching on. He just doesn't know how he's catching on to why everything is bad. Like, he knows something's not right. He understands it, and he's trying to figure it out. But his memories are so fucked up by now that he can't figure it out you know it's like you at that point you wouldn't know what was reality and what was you know indoctrinate like what was put into his mind and he doesn't know what's real so he's trying to write in his diary anything or just to remember things and that way he can try to figure out what exactly is happening in the past and what what is real and not real. Yeah, and, and the part the party had said that Oceania had never been in an alliance with Eurasia, but he remembers it. So he yeah. he yeah. is remembering shit and he's like, No, this isn't right. Somebody's lying to us and if everyone accepts the lie, the party the whatever the party says, it becomes the truth. And that's what he's saying. He's like, So we're just all sitting here, sitting back, just accepting it all and it's bullshit because there's other shit going on. And it's kinda sad too, because at this point it doesn't really say that because you're not allowed to have friends or anything. 
And and he doesn't really have anybody to talk to no, so about he's this. To so all he has head. is his writing and his diary because he doesn't have anybody to be like, hey, do you remember this? Yeah. You know, like, am I going crazy here? Is this real? Is this not because real? He not All home. he can do is write it down. Yeah. And that's even forbidden, but thoughts. that's all yeah. he can do. Yeah. And then um, the party slogan... Who controls oh. the past, yep. controls the future, who controls mm-hmm. the present, controls the past. It kind of goes in a circle. It who, does. Who controls the past, controls the future, who controls the, yep. the, fu- the present, controls exactly. the past. And just, you know, so it's, it's whoever is controlling the memories is controlling the present, the future, the past, everything. And you only have your own memory, which is your reality control, which in Newspeak is called double think which we finally get the definition of double think yes i know i was i was like trying to figure out like like as i was reading i'm like okay what could double think be you know and um like we, we guessed were kind of in guessing. part one yeah but i think it just means that you like think about something like a, like almost deja vu but it's yeah. not or you think about it twice or something but it's not it's your own what you're thinking and it's yeah. called double think for some reason and i don't understand i don't know i guess it's because you're not really allowed to have your own thoughts you can oh sense. maybe so. because you can only think theirs. so if you're thinking your own thoughts and that's a double think because now you're thinking theirs and yours yeah and you're only supposed to so it becomes like two different th- thoughts mm-hmm. so that's what the double and it's confusing too so you know like double like double vision is confusing you know yeah. if you think of it like kind of like in that sense of double vision, double thought, it's confusing. They want to confuse you. Yeah. You know, they don't want you to think for yourself. They want you to believe their propaganda and believe their lies and believe what they're telling you as this is the truth and this is factual. As he knows, no, four years ago, it was, no, that's not right. But they want you to believe it. So that's like the double think. Like, what are you supposed to believe? Which one are you going to believe? Yeah, and then yeah, um, and then I have a passage that I wanted to read because I was trying to think of how to summarize it and I couldn't because oh, there's just yeah. so much information and it's pretty long. Yeah, but I'm gonna read it really quickly. Um, it's on thirty-five, page thirty-five, and it's to know and and not to know, to be conscious of complete truthfulness while telling carefully constructed lies, mm-hmm. to hold simultaneously two opinions which canceled out knowing them to be contradictory and believing in both of them to use logic against logic to repudiate morality while laying claim to it to believe that democracy was impossible and that the party was the guardian of democracy to forget whatever it was necessary to forget then to draw it back into memory again at the moment when it was needed and then promptly to forget it again and above all to apply the same process to the process itself that was the ultimate su- subtly su- subtly how do you say that word subtly <laughs> i have a tr- i have oh trouble gosh, with I can't do that no i'm having sort of trouble with the bt cuz it's subtle subtle subtly 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 S-U-B-T-L-E-T-Y. I, I know how to say it. It's just that my mouth I isn't... I can say it in my head, but my tongue isn't... And my mouth isn't working. Anyways, um, we'll just... We'll, we'll sub, subletly, consciously to induce unconsciousness and then once again to be, become unconscious 
of the act of hypnosis you had just performed, even to understand the word doublethink, involved the use of doublethink. Exactly. That's that's yeah. the only way to like, because I was trying to like yeah. define it, and that's really like you can't like this whole paragraph is a definition. It's like thinking two it's different a lot. things, and yeah. it's a it's a lot to yeah. I, it's. It, it messes with my brain. We're going to double think on that. Yeah, we're going to double think on that one because it is, it's so, and it's so, what what messes with our brains trying to think about it is that it's such a foreign concept to us to not be able to read and to have our own thoughts and to be individuals. Yeah. Like, that's just such very a, foreign. I mean, we, we said that it was like jail a few minutes ago, mm-hmm. but... Even in jail, they can write and have books, and that is their It's escape. like a mental hell. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it's a total mind fuck. Yeah. I so. mean, they're really, yeah, it's really yeah. bad. <laughs> oh, and then guess what else I found out? Earlier in part one, they kept saying ingsoc, I-N-G-S-O-C. What? Yes, what? I, I never found it out. what that is. I figured it out today. Like, on, on the page 36, it explains it. No. It says, um, so, ing, ingsoc means English socialism in old speak. So, in ingsoc is new, new speak. You know how they new speak? They keep, yeah. like, just merging words together. Yeah, it it means English socialism, and that it's is award- awesome that you found that because honestly, it's like I missed that. I did bit. miss that, and that's why it's good that we're both reading the book because yeah. you're gonna pick up on things, and I'm gonna pick on um, things, and we're gonna perceive things a little bit differently too. And I honestly, I didn't see that. I don't know how. Yeah. So, well, and the reason that word comes up is because he he Winston remembers the before and the after but not the definitive line when everything went bad. So it must have been so gradual, just little things, little things, little things. Yeah, that's how they're going to do it. Just little Little, by little. Little, 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 little by little. Take away this, take away that. One year, take away this. The next year, take away that. Mm -hmm. I feel like here, though, it was more sudden than gradual just because it did go from within 40 years. But you think about it 40 years ago from today, before, the 40... You know, I mean, time does pass. Nineteen eighty to twenty twenty—that's forty years. What were we able to do in nineteen eighty that we're not able to do now? Like, that's true. We yeah. were able to go fishing without a license. <laughs> fishing without a license. But you know what I mean. I'm that's pretty how sure gonna... we had to have a license in the eighties. Did you in yeah. the in the ocean? No, not in the ocean. You Just have in to the in the ocean now. No, you don't. Yes, you, you can pier fish for without a license. You have to. You're supposed to go to. You have to. You're supposed to go to like a sports authority, a Walmart, Stop. and get a license. Since when? As long as I have fished. No, that's I not right. I swear to God. Hold on, we're okay. gonna Google no, it because, because nobody believes me. I, hold on, I hold just, on, we're gonna no. Google it. Okay, we're back. So you are able to fish. In, um, you're able to fish without a license on piers that are okay. like state piers, but not off the jetty, not off the shore, not off like lakes. any lakes, yeah. anything else. That e- makes sense. Even yeah. if it's like, even if it's like the jetty and the city owns it, technically it's like a public 
jetty, you still have to have it. It's only on the pier, so Santa Monica Pier, you're, it's free to fish. Yeah, so I was thinking a specific one in Southern California. I didn't have to have it with my dad because he would frequent yeah. this area. But it makes sense because of the way that it was a specific pier. It makes sense. But yeah. like if you were on the jetty, we never fished on the or jetty. In, or right? in a bay or yeah, anything like that. that. Then you yeah. have to have a permit. But um, but like what else? Were you allowed to do in 1983 that you can't in 2023? Seatbelt laws? Car seat laws? I remember Riding just, in the back of a truck? Yeah. Like that's a big one because oh my gosh. I, I What about um, helmets for kids? By, oh, yeah, I don't think it was, like, strictly enforced. I don't think it was either. No. I remember being, like, four years old and or three or four and just, like, crawling around the back seat of my mom's car. Yeah, like, oh, no yeah. Like, no big deal. No yeah, car seat, no nothing. Like, I was, like, my kids' ages, and they're just, like... Yeah. And right now, I'm, like, oh, my gosh. Da-da-da, needs a high-back booster. He's not big <laughs> enough for the short booster, and he's too big for the full-on one. We have to have the exact specific one. I swear my kids were in booster seats until Forever. they were, like, nine. They Maybe are. Not. Yeah, I think it is nine. It is. I'm not sure what it is now. I think now, it's eight or nine years like old. But it's, like, 40 pounds or blah, blah, blah. No, it's... it's is it 50 pounds? It's, um, yeah, no, because then uh, the, my oldest wouldn't need to be in it. You oh. have to be... 48 inches. Okay. And 48 pounds. 48. And da 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 da. And yeah. it's like all these things now. But of course, it's different in every state. Yeah, this is California. So this is California. It's different in other states. And that's what kills me too because um, I took one of my kids to Florida and, or Oklahoma and I was like, well, what's the. What's the car seat law there, you know? Yeah. And it's like, oh, they have to be in a hot, like a big ass car seat, an infant car seat until they're one. Not That's even like it? here, it's rear facing until they're two, you know, or whatever. Or oh, wow. whatever it is. I don't even know. My kids are like, are out of that, thank God. But yeah. Um, yeah. They're just like, yeah, it's, it's totally different. So I'm like, so are the cars made here different? Or is it because they care about our kids more here? Or they just want to find us more here so they can get more revenue. Find more for yeah, revenue. they want more revenue here. Like they want to control us more. For sure. So there is like the subtle like things that are like there are little things being taken away, but it's not as quick as this book. Like this no. book in forty years, supposedly this all went down in forty years to full on like complete craziness. I don't know. Yeah, we're like it's like a it's like a, a dictatorship already. Yeah, like <coughs> just all quick. She, she ran off to go sneeze. Hold on. Okay, and we're back. <laughs> I can't. I couldn't, I, I couldn't I, keep up the conversation without I you. I think that we mentioned that we were feeling a little under the yeah. weather when we started, started this, this yeah, recording. So, so um, I have a little bit of the sniffles. I do apologize. She swears you, it's not, though, but... It's not. It's because I went to the dentist, and they drowned me with water, and they cleared up my sinuses. And that's the story I'm sticking with. Yeah, but yet I'm over here not feeling well, so, you know. <laughs> Sympathy, dental. And not like my brother said that his wife and him have been sick all week. <laughs> <laughs> but when's the last time you saw your brother? It's whenever. No, I mean, it's just going yeah. around. Oh, no, I don't believe around. Okay, so anyways... It's not my fault. So back to the book. So the telescope. So he. So th- remember, he's been. Winston has been doing exercises this whole time, just kind of thinking in his head. We're in his thoughts. Yeah. That's it. We're just like he's daydreaming. He's just thinking in his head, mindlessly doing these exercises. When the telescreen wake awakes him from his daydreaming, and um, to yell at him by name six zero seven nine Smith W. 
um, you're not, you're not, you, you're not trying. You need to do harder. Touch oh, your toes. Yeah. And then so she's we're like, going back to the PT, the physical yeah, fitness. Yeah. So he's doing yeah. the exercise yeah, again. Yeah, yeah. And he's, she's like, I'm 30, what, 39. I have yeah. two kids. And well, I can four, touch four. She says, I have four kids. Four kids, yeah. whatever it is. And, and yeah. I can touch my toes. You guys should be able to. Anybody under 45 can touch their toes. And I'm over, yeah. I'm over here and I'm 37. And I'm like, I don't <laughs> think that I can touch my toes, bitch. Like, <laughs> But I guess if they do, and then the, and then I guess well, if, she's also the fitness instructor. Yeah. So I hope she can fucking touch her toes. Exactly. That's her job. But, and they're doing all the time, and then she's trying to like <laughs> motivate them or shame them, whichever way. I don't know if it's motivation or shame, but they're like, she's like, the people over in the war, they, you should see what they have to do, and they do it every day, all day, and at least you only have to do it right now, and da da da. da. Oh yeah, she's like, remember our boys on the Melbourne front. And the sailors in the floating fortresses. Yeah, like, they, think of okay. the soldiers. Think what they do. Like, I'm and, not a soldier, bitch. Yeah, <laughs> like, I, I have a desk job. Like, literally, he has a desk job, right? Like, why does he need to But do they're all watching you on the telescreen, so yeah. it's like, you have to, like, try your best, because otherwise, who knows what they're going to come do to you. Yeah, they'll make you non-existent. And so I guess she was trying to be somewhat... She is a fitness instructor, so she must have been trying... To be somewhat, um, somewhat helpful and motivational. useful. Motivational, yeah. So, anyways, that's the end of the chapter, and that's where we leave poor Winston. So he's that whole chapter was just him daydreaming, dreaming, and then doing his exercise, just thinking. And I would assume he's this is seven, eight in the morning, so he's gonna be. The next chapter should be about him going to work. And we'll see what the a day in the life of Winston is. With how slow this freaking book is going, though, I'm sure that it'll take another, it'll take a <laughs> few hundred more pages to get through his day. <laughs> I feel like that was a pretty eventful morning, though. Yeah. So, all right, guys. Um, we will talk to you guys later. And thank you for listening to Conspiracies Unlocked. Don't forget to share, share like, like subscribe comment message us tell us things we need feedback we love your feedback we promise we are working on our audio still yes we are definitely working on the audio we, we, we consulted someone today it's going to get better and we got we no appreciate answers your but patience. <laughs> <laughs> okay bye guys thank bye, you thank you